Welcome to Accountable Love, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz. I'm Jay. And today we'll be talking about what a healthy relationship looks like. Now, we have you no know, previous podcasts regarding definitions, the four principles of love. You know, as being accountable love, we promise to kind of guide people in the right direction towards having healthy relationships. I mean, we support people that's already in relationships to re-examine their relationships if they're not communicating effectively or they're not following a healthy path. And we also... Um, encourage future relationships like people dating and not dating but want to date to get into you know start the relationship off the correct way so they have guidelines and understanding on how to basically maintain a healthy relationship when getting in one and starting it off obviously from the beginning so you know jerry what would you say what a healthy relationship would look like well for starters i think in order for you to to be a part of a healthy relationship you have to be healthy yourself so i think that it starts with knowing who you are it starts with knowing what you want, what you don't want, what your deal breakers are, knowing ignoring what love is, knowing exactly um, what the signs of a uh, healthy, well, what you want healthy, what you want for yourself and knowing what you bring to the table. So that's for starters, right? Mm-hmm. And then a healthy relationship. Wait, before you move on, I want to ask you something regarding the health of self. So know who you are. When you say know who you are, what do you, what do you mean by that? Do you think that... You don't think that when joining a relationship with somebody that's maybe a little more insightful, you really find out who you truly are within the relationship? I do, but I think that you need a baseline. So okay. you need to go in with some type of standard. You need to go in with some type of idea of, the idea of what you want. Definitely. So I, I, when I say know yourself, yes, you're not going to 100% know yourself because different situations may, may bring out a different, a different side of you, Definitely. right? That you may, not have been, you may not have had to deal with in the past. So when I say know yourself to enough to know what you want, what you don't want, to to, to start the conversation. Okay. Because a lot of times, as you know, you meet people that, well, I've, I've, I've met men, and I'll ask them, like, you know, what are their deal breakers, and they don't have an answer. Definitely. I'll ask them, like, what are, you know, what, what are their morals or their standards, and they don't have that. So I think at the very least, you should know what you those are. You should know are. what you stand for, exactly. your core values. Of course. So that's what... That's why I want to, you know, highlight that because knowing yourself means really having a great understanding of your faith and the things that, you know, you hold dear to you, meaning that the things that you're not willing to change or compromise because ultimately that's what it's about. Yeah. You enter a relationship that compromises who you are, you're never going to feel healthy within the relationship. Absolutely. And you should, everyone should get what they want. So if you, if, if smoking cigarettes is a deal breaker, then that's okay. You, you shouldn't, you shouldn't settle. You shouldn't want, you shouldn't have to settle. So I think to start when you are participating in a relationship, one of the first things you need to do is to figure out who, what you want, stay true to your core values, and from mm. there, then you, you then you pick your partner, you pick your partner or, and you and you may connect with a like you connect with a like minded person, definitely. and it goes from there. Now, a healthy relationship looks like two people that communicate, two people that have the same end goal, um, where it looks effortless from the outside looking in, but it's work. It's work every day. So no one gets a pass. Everyone is participating. It's everyone's putting in equal work um, to to maintain the relationship. Um, everyone is is depending on what you consider to be. Well, I'm not even gonna say what you consider to be. There's no disrespect. Mm-hmm. There's no um, malicious intent. Um, it's all about really just making sure that you guys are always on the same page, never agreeing to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you guys and making sure that you guys have the core foundation, um, that is similar or the same, because I think that's the foundation of everything. And once you figure that out, 
then you can build on that. Definitely. I mean, based on what you said, dealing with, you know, dealing with a healthy relationship is having, you know, a like, like-minded and same hearts, you know, yeah. like you have to, you do have to have the same destination in mind and that destination could be raising children. That destination can be, you don't want children. Mm-hmm. That destination can be so many different things, but to have those discussions and actually be on the same page with a lot of the things that you will encounter in life, like jobs, where we be taking promotions that will take away from time for our relationship. Is finances is a travel. big priority. Mm-hmm. Is traveling <clears throat> a big priority? Is moving into a house when you started out in apartments with leaving, <laughs> leaving your state? You know, just like having an open dialogue. And having a greater understanding of what your foundation will look like going mm-hmm. forward. Now, things are definitely subject to change. Now, when they are subject to change, the health part of it is having a discussion and realizing that you're, the person changing it is the person that, that may have to get a no or a yes. And they can't resent the person for making that change. But wouldn't you think that it's it's it's, it's within reason? I'm studying a lot today. Mm-hmm. It's within reason. For example, I meet you. We both decided that the the reason why one of the main one of the reasons why we connected was the fact that we don't want kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't want a kid, I don't want a kid. We were all good. Like we decided to date, we decided to get married, and all of a sudden, I changed my mind. Definitely. And so now most people would say it's okay. You should be able to change your mind if you want kids. You should have kids, mm-hmm. which is all good. But when you committed, when I when I decided to to, to to commit to you and we decide to build a life together, we both were on the same page with about not having kids. So in that situation, I believe that I would be wrong for even hold like saying, Hey, let, let let's have kids now because we're getting older and I think we should have kids. Well, I don't think you're wrong, but what what it is is it's one of them positive threats to the relationship. So that's what we call it like a positive threat because having kids is a positive. It is. Granted. But it's a positive so, threat because yeah. it went it went against which I both agreed upon. So no matter what anybody wants to say, it, it is a contract. A commitment is a contract between two people to honor mm-hmm. something, to hold you. And whether you believe it to be godly, whether you believe it to be on paper, whether you believe it to be verbal, it's still a contract that you promise to uphold through the course of life. And the fact that they decided to now have, the person decided to now have a child, or you in this case decide to have, want to have a child, I think now there's this discussion to be had. If you're big on having the child and you broke the contract. Yeah. So therefore, what happens after that? Because a lot of people say it's petty for a man to Absolutely. leave. Yeah. Or it's petty for, you know, like, let's say it's me. I would, I would probably say, listen, I don't want kids. So that was definitely a deal breaker. So at the end of the day, now we have to decide what we're going to do with our relationship going forward. It does put the relationship on, on hold. Mm-hmm. But if I did decide to have children, I shouldn't decide to have children for you. <clears throat> and that's where a lot of people go wrong. Like, oh, I have a child. And I should not have a child because then, you don't want it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you wanted a child still and you really are adamant about it, you should get what you want. And the relationship, obviously, is at a standstill. And I guess we could part as friends. But at the end of the day, you don't have to look for something drastic to actually eliminate a relationship. Absolutely. But... I may, you may change your mind, give me good reasons on why we should have children. I now sign up to have the child. We now, you know, we're now co-parents and we move on. Mm -hmm. That also can be the compromise within the relationship. But a lot of people are obligated or feel guilted into staying in in a relationship for a variety of reasons. Like what reason is a great reason to break up? 
What reasons is a great reason to get a divorce? What reasons? Like, do we always juggle with that? Of course. You know what I mean? And we stay longer than we want. We really wanted to because we felt that it was the right thing to do versus the thing that was right for the relationship. And those are two different things. What's right? What's right for something? It was right for the whole. It's not necessarily right for the individuals. Well, you know? yeah, absolutely. You should never stay with somebody for the sake of staying with them. So in this scenario that I just painted, the healthy thing to do would be to have the discussion. Definitely. The healthy thing to do would be, be honest to with be you. honest with yeah. myself. You be on, and and the and the, the my significant other would also be honest with himself. And the honest thing to do is make uh, make a decision that works for both of us Definitely. and not be resentful. So if he brings me back to reality and says, "Hey, we decided five years ago we don't want any kids." And I can't give it a good reason why we should change our mind. You just have the feeling or you just feel it. I just have the urge. I've been around babies. And you can't understand. Like, yeah. And it's it's, I can't understand because it's a woman thing. So on and so forth. I need to sort that out. Definitely. That's blackmail. That's emotional blackmail. Once I sort it out, then I need to, A, make a decision on do I really want kids? If I do, then he's not the man for me. Mm -hmm. Or B, um continue on with the relationship knowing that we agreed not to have kids and understand that that's something that we agreed to but not resent him in the process Definitely. because that's also difficult like you said that's one of the things that couples have to deal with as well Definitely. and and the residual the residual effect yeah, yeah and kind of see what, what happens after that but the, the the point is 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 really just having the conversation and and discussing it but like you said most people they come up with, there's there's different reasons why people stay in relationships. And like you said, some of them are really big and some of them are small. So we both believe that both people should get what they want, right? Oh, so if, Well, that's the big, that's the start of hell. Yeah. Having a relationship that you don't just, you don't need, but you, you want. Mm-hmm. Because when you want something, you know, when it's a need thing, that's too much for another person to carry. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So if you need the, the, the love and you need... You know, like there's certain things that I'm not gonna say it's too much, too much of a burden because people do get sick, things of that nature, and there's a there's a necessity there. So I'm gonna say in that situation, the necessity, the necessity out of a strong need is important. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like the wanting of the companionship and the wanting of the emotions and the love and the things that both people can provide, you have to be willing, and, and it has to be willing, has to be something that you willingly give or willingly offer. And that's the importance of a relationship, meaning that I'm with you because I don't think anybody else is, is is a better suited person for me to be with. You know, and you really should narrow that down and have that understanding that both people are in that same place. So a healthy relationship could be talking about another another woman, another man. Just having the lines of communication fully open and fully available to one another because choices are made every day. And if you truly, if you truly believe that this is the best person for you. Then nothing will split you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regarding good discussion, regarding communication, regarding your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you go out or you hit them or you beat, you know, like, or you do something drastic. Mm-hmm. It won't change the way the relationship is structured because obviously it is based on our, our esteem. Mm-hmm. Like, having high self esteem will maintain a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Meaning, standing, having something you stand for and not letting somebody cross that line is an important, that's an important component of a healthy relationship. So mm-hmm. I would say that that's what a healthy relationship looks like. Two people with high self-esteem willing to come together and improve, like improve the value of a relationship by just their existence alone. Yeah. You know, like you see it, 
you identify it as healthy, people can really visualize it and they're role models for what a relationship, a relationship looks like. I would say that's a healthy relationship. A lot of people believe healthy relationships mean you don't you don't argue. I think that that's healthy. A healthy relationship. You have productive. Discussions. I mean discussions. I mean and it gets arguments. It's passionate. It's yeah, passionate. arguments. We it gets a bad rap because if you actually look it up, it it just means the debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It means opposing sides. So like when you go in, like when you're dealing with law, you go in the courtroom. You know, argument is just opposing your side of the of the um of the the okay. situation. Yeah. You know, of the situation. So. Really, when you say argue, you naturally think of it as a negative, a negative. thing, but because it you is think of just the yelling, the screaming, the cursing, definitely. the disrespect, and it doesn't even have to go down like that. So that that would be, I think that would be disrespect. Absolutely, that would be nastiness. Like I think you need to put something on it, but arguing, debate, discussion, however you want to label it, it's kind of interchangeable. But once mm-hmm. a person hears argue, oh, I'm not here to argue. Mm-hmm. The point is, you're not here to not have a productive debate or the a productive argument. You know what I mean? But when you put when you Sometimes when you go into a situation, you believe what you're saying is 100 percent on point, mm-hmm. and you should. Mm-hmm. You should be confident about it because that's why you have that position. But you should leave a little bit. You should you should be open to hearing another person's perspective because if your perspective doesn't go strongly against the other person's perspective, guess what? Your perspective is not as on point as you mm-hmm. thought it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not as realistic as you thought it was. So we all been there. Mm-hmm. We all been. In a back and forth with a partner and realize like, yo, that person's making more sense. And sometimes couldn't even get out our own way. Yeah. Absolutely. So we ruined something that could have been great or special mm-hmm. more than we needed to. And then there's been times we've been 100% right and watched people do it to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because everybody believes that in this own opinion theory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where we're straying away from this own opinion theory and going more into ideas. When you bring an idea to the table, you know... That's that's productive. When you bring an opinion to the table, it comes from within you. It really, it doesn't hold up because with your, your perspective, your point of view may not be even accurate because you don't have the information available to actually have that perspective. When you have an idea, it shows automatically that you obviously have the information available to actually come up with that idea. Yeah, we need that. And also, speaking of that, when we are arguing or disagreeing, whatever you want to call it, it's, you know, we need to also take out the time to teach. I think we get frustrated with each other, assuming that the other person should know what's going on. And sometimes that's not the case. Definitely. Sometimes you have to break it down different. Sometimes you have to give them different examples. So I think when you take out the time in the relationship to, to teach each other, I think that also shows that it's a healthy relationship and not just assume that the other person knows what's going on. Now, there are things that people should know, mm-hmm. but as we both know, not everyone is as emotionally intelligent as we think Definitely. and, and th- as they think, you know what I mean? Like they, they may be the most emotionally intelligent person in their, in their group. And then when they come to the other side, they realize, whoa, I'm not as far as I thought I was. Definitely. So, or I'm not as good of a communicator as I thought I was, or I wasn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I think that it's, it's really important that we continue to teach one another and not just assume that the other person knows what's going on before we, so that we can hold them accountable. So now, now we're on the same page. You, 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 you give them a bit of information, they acknowledge that information, and then moving forward, we can say, we already spoke about this. Like, you know, you, you know that, you know, you know better, you know X, Y, and Z. So I think that, you know, taking out the time to teach is really important in a relationship as well. I think, yeah, and I think you touched on a good point, but I do think redundancy is a part of a side of a unhealthy relationship. Unhealthy? Meaning, yeah, meaning that you are going over the same topics you agreed upon 
Okay, bunch it's frustrating. Of times. It shows that no, but it def- definitely shows that the person, one person, is not taking that. Yeah, absolutely. If you're yeah, dealing yeah. with the same thing over and over again yeah. with that same person, that same person comes back with the same point of view. It signs that your partner is really not buying into the the overall relationship because you do have to buy into the relationship. Yeah, you have to buy into what you agreed upon. Absolutely. If you don't buy in, you can't feel like you're being forced to be in it. You have mm-hmm. to really say, this is my new faith. This is something that I'm buying into and I'm actually a partner in this. So if you're a partner in it, you have to believe that you're, you believe in the ideals of your partnership. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're feeling forced to be in a relationship, it's a sign that the relationship is over. Mm-hmm. Anytime you feel, or oh, it's an unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with that. Um, I think another big piece is having... Similar communication styles. Absolutely. I think that's very important because there's a lot of people that go in a relationship and they're great communicators and they can be borderline vain mm-hmm. or they can be, you know, very ego, egotistical and actually be with somebody that doesn't really speak. Yes. And kind of like strokes their ego because mm-hmm. they're talking, talking, talking and the yeah, person's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then over time, they realize they're carrying the communication portion of it. And then before it's too late, you know, you're married. Now, I'm not going to say it's too late, but you're married. There's a longer process. Invested and more time and energy. And, definitely. Yeah, and, and now you're looking at it and you're like, well, you never this person don't speak. <laughs> and at the end of the day, now you're trying to get more from them. And they they don't feel like it's something that they should be able to do, should mm-hmm. have to do. Because all you, these you, years, they, all didn't these years they didn't have to. And you signed up for a relationship. So, yeah, to ask them like. From the outside looking in, it's like, yo, how you don't talk? That's unhealthy. You're supposed mm-hmm. to communicate. But within the relationship, if you actually looked at the relationship, the person signed up for a person that didn't speak. Mm-hmm. So it becomes that where you juggle because you do know the healthy component is to communicate more. And then you know the person that doesn't communicate is an unhealthy communicator. Mm-hmm. So you should they, you feel like they should be pushed to communicate more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when the person signed up for it, the contract was signed with the person not being a communicator. Yeah, it's just so simple. So as it really becomes the the person that was communicating's fault that the relationship went as far as it went without having a clear understanding. Yeah, it's like if you you cheat because the person enabled the other person. Definitely. So if you continue to do if you if you start out carrying the relationship, you're gonna continue to carry it. So when you when you need that person to step up, is it, not it, it it very rarely it 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 probably is not gonna happen, and it's gonna be some resentment sprinkled in there because the other person will be like all these years. I was okay being me. But all of a sudden, you want me to speak up. All of a sudden, you want me to take the lead. All of a sudden, you want me to like... Hi. And I mean, it's, it's a person that... I'm not even saying that wasn't a good person. I yeah. mean, they showed up. They made sure they worked hard. They made sure they provided, they provided you certain yeah. things. Mm-hmm. They surprised you with certain things. They were really there for you. But when it comes to communication, that's a very big piece because they don't have to do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody always says actions speak loud in words, which is true. It's a true statement. Mm-hmm. But there's a missing component to that. Actions and words speak louder than everything. You know what I'm saying? So if I know that you're going to be there, you tell me you're going to be there and you're there. I think I can trust somebody versus somebody who just shows, shows up. up. Yeah. You know, when you look at that visual, they can show up anytime they want or they can show they can't show up. And like they don't have to show up sometimes because they never said they will. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look out, you look for those people. And we do tend to look at those people as, you know, oh, they're just such so good people. And they're such good people because they do show up or they do give give help or they are supportive. When, when you need it, but they really never said they would support you. So they really don't have to support so you. you can't hold them accountable. Yeah, you can't hold them accountable at all. So you do want partners that you could definitely hold accountable because they have a clear understanding of what they want from you and a clear understanding of what they're going to provide you. And when they give you that clear understanding, 
that's a healthy relationship because you could hold them to it and they can also hold you to it. And y'all agree to certain standards versus going in with somebody that you felt just made you feel good. And now when you're not, they're not communicating as effectively, you can't hold them to anything. So you don't feel as good. And you went into a relationship, a marriage, whatever, off of a feeling that you believe love is versus a faith that you believe love is, meaning your ability to have something, uh, a strong faith to hold another person accountable to. When you're the same communicators or your equal communicators, you can hold them to that because they promise to communicate effectively just like you, you communicate effectively. But it goes back to what I said in the beginning. It's really knowing what you want. So the person should really outline what they really want and go and, and, and go out and get it. So and, and sticking to it. Not like it's so easy to get your ego stroke. I mean, it, it, it's really easy. It's really easy, especially if you don't mind being the talk. If you are the talk, you know, usually a chatty person, then yes, it's very easy. But, you know, you have to take a step back and think about the long term and think about how is this going to play out 20 years from now? Definitely. Because this is all good in the beginning because I, you know, I'm a very transparent person. So I do a lot of talking. And you taught me that I need to scale it back a little bit because I can't carry a whole conversation. Definitely. But should I carry the conversation? That's the question. Or do I want to always carry the, 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 the conversation? You have to, you have to really and I realized that, like, no, I really don't. Because, yeah, it's all good the first date, second date, third date, maybe two months in. Definitely. But two years in, it's going to be annoying. That I'm the like we're sitting together and in only in order for us to have a conversation, I'm the one who has to initiate it. Like it, it, it gets whack. Definitely. So I mean, when there's I a problem, when you gotta address things, yeah, when you I, I have children. Assume, yeah, I gotta assume because he's in a mood. What's going on with him? Because he's not outright telling me what's going on. That's annoying. When I got like it, it, when I gotta take the lead to figure out what's going on with him, that's a problem. Definitely. So yeah, and the the first two months it, it may seem all good, but yeah, it's not long term. It doesn't really work out for me. So it made me realize that communication was a big deal for me and that's something that I stress early on and in any relationship so that we could be on the same page to see that long to like you may not be uh 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 you may not be as talkative as I am but you do know that in order for us to maintain a relationship that's what that that's what's needed and you can decide if you can maintain that you can definitely and then we can decide if we go on we move forward or we don't move forward definitely that that definitely is the case. I mean, I think another component to that is support. Like you have to identify what it takes to support you. Like support, not I mean, not just financially. What no, I mean by support, mm-hmm. meaning just being there. So, like, what do you, what when you when you establish something and you actually want the relationship? Let's say you go out on a date, or y'all been on a few dates, and y'all now talking about what does it take to support me? You have to be realistic of what's in your life now. There's a lot of people around my age that are going out and they're starting life all over maybe they had a partner for 10 years and now they're back out in the mm-hmm. market and they have children mm-hmm. they have a a, a a a person that they had children with mm-hmm. so those that's the support that you need you need you need some a man who's going to understand that there's their father's involved you know mm-hmm. but they're not together no more so you're always going to be in a room with your ex or mm-hmm. they're always going to be in a room with their ex your ex um the children, you know, are, they're gonna you're gonna need support with your children because there's there's something that I mean there's balance. So you're gonna have to. There's no man. There's not a man that's presently all the time in the house anymore mm-hmm. because y'all obviously have different different apartments and different lifestyles mm-hmm. now or different lives now. And now they're coming in and filling that not necessarily the father role, but they're filling that male figure in the house role. Absolutely. So you need to identify that there's a big difference. One, 
Like you're not being asked to be a father, but you're asking to be a father figure, meaning that you're going to be a role model to my children. Absolutely. I want, her to make, gonna... I want my child to, to look at my relationship and say, and look at it and say, oh, my mom wasn't, you know, she and my dad are no longer together, but the new man she's with, like, you know, she can, I, she can identify that, that she is witnessing a healthy relationship. Definitely. So you looking at, you look at that, that situation, now that's just done with the kids, your supports, meaning, no, are you a very sexual person? You have to talk about that like I'm a very sexual person. You have to talk about you no know, supports regarding your emotions. Now, being a very emotional person, I mean, that can be a little controlling or having having a, like a past that governs your, your future, mm -hmm. that can be very controlling. But the support you do need is I'm going to need a listening ear and I'm going to not even just a listening ear. You're going to need advice to help you get past certain situations mm -hmm. and you have to, you tell them that, you know, you need, you need a person who is going to advise them in their best interest and not in, in the relationship's best interest and not in just their best interest. You know what I mean? So you're going to need a leader at all. You know, you're going to need, I feel like I'm great at giving advice and I'm going to need somebody who supports that, mm -hmm. meaning that has an understanding. That's what I bring to the table. And you, you know, you need to support that. Yeah. You might not be the best at giving advice. I may be the best at giving advice, so I'm going to need, when it comes time to give advice, I'm taking over that understanding because I'm the better person at giving advice. Yeah, I need to establish your roles so the support can be there more effectively. Or because even running the house as well. Like, you know, it's very rare that you have a, a home that's only run by one person. Definitely. So if, if, or you have one person working, the other one staying home. So both, 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 if, you know, we're living together, both of us work. So... I, you know, my support would be that we run the house together and Definitely. we divvy up the, 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 the chores based on the timing, obviously, but also on who's better at what. So, you know, my man may, you know, he works hard and he doesn't like to eat out all the time and his support may be just me making a home, a home cooked meal, Definitely. you know, and I, I may not necessarily be able to do it every single day, but I can do it where he's eating a home cooked meal most of the time. And that's my way of showing him that I'm supporting him and I love him and I want him to, to make, when he comes home, I want him to be able to relax and know that he's coming home to something consistent every night. So, you know, I think it's, it's support. I think that's the key word, consistency. Yeah. I, everybody, everybody deserves consistency. Though you want to be spontaneous at times, the consistency is what holds the health, the health of the relationship together. You know, when you have a regimen, you get up. Mm -hmm. You run on Mondays, <clears throat> Wednesdays, Fridays. That's a healthy lifestyle Absolutely. because you're now putting yourself, putting a, a regimen in place that you can follow. It's mm -hmm. the same relationship. It's the it's the regiments and the things you have in order and the, the rules and regulations you have in order that govern your healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So I do think you made, you made a good point with dealing with the consistency of having him come home knowing Tuesdays you cook. Exactly. And him him having that to look forward to. A mm -hmm. lot of people say, oh, well, that's not spontaneous. What you cook can be spontaneous. Exactly. How you set up the table can be, be spontaneous. spontaneous. Mm -hmm. like, the dessert can be spontaneous. Keeping, yeah, keeping, um, keeping you know, keeping the fun and the differences within the core, the, the core values of the relationship or the agreements of the relationship. It's so easy to still have those different, you know, surprises within that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, they, let's say, aren't very creative. So mm -hmm. they believe using the world or using the environment within the world is what's going to now cause them to have that spontaneity. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? The relationship should have that structure and you should be happy with that structure. So that's... 
Well, it shows a healthy relationship as well, like the consistency, the ability to be surprised and be spontaneous within that consistency, but at the same time, the consistency, putting the consistency at a higher level than being spontaneous. Yeah, absolutely. It makes, it also, there's no, I mean, like you said, there could be subtle surprises within, but knowing what, what you are getting into is a sense of security. Like you always, like, because you know, like, you know, blindly that on Tuesdays, you know, this is going on. And if something, if it doesn't happen, you know that something has to happen outside of that, beyond your control in order for it not to happen. And I think, you know, most people stay away from stuff like that. I know, you know, I, I'm, I like routine. Actually, I thrive on routine. Most people think that my life is boring, but my life is my life is far from boring because I know what I'm getting into all the time and I'm that makes me happy that I'm content with that I'm secure with that I know that in order for me to kind of add in to sprinkle to sprinkle in the extras I have to know exactly what I'm working with so because I do the same thing every week it's easy and I would probably need a partner that also feels the same way because if he if he can't sit still or he always has to change up the plan like that doesn't quite work it doesn't work for me and I and like you said consistency brings security and and that's something that I I look forward to in a relationship especially when you're spending so much time with a person like you those are the things that you look forward to like taco Tuesday or you know um, pasta Monday, whatever. I mean, if you're in a healthy relationship, those yeah. are things you look forward to. You're not always looking for the next best thing. You're no. not always looking for mm-hmm. what's out there. And what I mean, every day there's something new. Of course. So, like, you have to find balance and that consistency within a relationship. And the person you actually want to spend the rest of your life with should provide that. They mm-hmm. should provide that structure and that foundation for you. You know what I mean? But I think also having the understanding that when you get in a relationship with somebody, they come with other people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So you have to, you should be clear on your priorities before entering a relationship. Yeah. I mean, I, I spend time with this person on Mondays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that shouldn't have to change just because you actually enter a relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, will there be Mondays you don't hang out with the person? Yeah, things change. But what I'm saying is you need to make that clear that you have friends that you hang out with. You have friends that you need because it's friend time. You need your time outside of the relationship and spending time with different perspectives you know what i mean just to have a discussion maybe you're doing the teaching maybe your relationship is the healthiest relationship and within the friend circle and you're having a discussion about that maybe it's just unwind time and you're just mm-hmm. talking about let's say if you're a female talking about female stuff you're a male talking about male stuff and you know i we try to stay away from the gender thing because you know there's a lot of women who play basketball a lot of women mm-hmm. who know about that stuff but when we go on with the typical you know, there's different. There's a different discussion being had. You know what I mean? And you need that time because you can't expect that from your partner when they're not, when they don't provide that level, that that level of communication, let's say, mm-hmm. or that level of wanting to hear those type of things. Yeah. Because like, you know, your wife shouldn't have to listen to basketball all the time. That's why you have your your partner. That's why they say. You know, the 80-20, meaning that your partner provides eighty percent of everything, but there's a twenty percent of your friends, family, other people provide that now balance you out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and, and creates that balance. I would even say it's seventy to thirty because mm-hmm. they create that balance. You sh- you can't put all that on your partner. No, it's you see what I'm saying. So that's unhealthy. Where mm-hmm. you like lose all your friends, stay away from everybody, really just focus on the relationship without having them incorporated within the process of learning the new person or the process of getting to know the new person. You have to 
you have to, though you're going to spend time with the person because you have to get to know them and you don't want to introduce your friends to somebody that's not going to be around. Once you know they're going to be around and once that structure is in place, you do spend time talking about them. You do make sure that that person's well versed in your yeah. friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You do have to understand that when now it's not necessarily in your house or a friend on this, like, uh, let's say, friend time. When you bring them around, what you bring them around, y'all invite something to like something public where your friends get to fill them out. You know, there's things that you really want. You want to let them know that this is going to be their life mm -hmm. in general. You know what I mean? So I think that's important also to let them know what's going on with the, the friend portion or the outside portion of that actual relationship mm -hmm. or that partnership. And that's, you know, that's the sign of a healthy relationship that you have the ability to incorporate each of your relationships within the partnership being built. And if you notice in most cases like that, there's always one person that kind of does their friends and the other person continues on with their friends and then Definitely. it becomes a... It, 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 it does become a problem. It becomes a problem. Because they want to go with you everywhere with your friends. They feel left out. And then they'll say things like, well, I, you know, I dated all my friends, so I don't hang out with my friends because that was a choice. Definitely. So also understand that when you make decisions like that, you're making a choice and it's unfair for you to put that responsibility on somebody else. Yeah, because it's very unhealthy, but... I mean, I think we're going to definitely have a part two to this discussion because we really focused on primarily the partnership of a healthy relationship, but we didn't really touch too much on the friendship yeah. of a healthy mm -hmm. relationship. So I want to touch on both because it is important to have, you know, both components healthy and, and display health Absolutely. because you are giving, giving that to the next generation. So on that note, my name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love. Join the discussion. Part two coming out next. Thank you.